Today's episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, Victory Monday. It's been a while. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, February 22nd. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my all the way back co-host, Matt Sheehan. I'm... You know how disappointed everyone is right now? Bet. I... I... Bet. <laughs> I... Back, back, back for no. back for a day. Back for a day. Back for a day. Back for a day. shades of be- whispers of being back. Will I, I can't give a full guttural back just yet. Um, this team is still uh, eleven and nine on the year, five and nine in Big Ten play. But you know what, Will? That is a fine, a fine road win to have at Bloomington, a uh, home of a college blue blood. Will let's not forget about that, Indiana. Firm blue blood. It's always good to get a win there, isn't it, Will? Yes, it is. Uh, the bluest of the bloods. Mm-hmm. Let's those, not forget about it. Yeah. Uh, on today's show, yeah. we're going to react to this weekend's game. We'll go in-depth, in and out, talk about some things that went well, didn't go well, what's sustainable, this, that, and the other. You get it. Yeah. You yeah. get what we're going to do today. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day. Will, do you know what is also back? What? Interviews are back. We got an interview yes. with the one, the only, Matt Ishbia dropping tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, on Lockdown Spartans. We're going to talk about his $32 million gift to MSU, mm-hmm. uh, playing for MSU. And yeah, I mean, come on, guys. It's going to be a fun interview. So, yeah, just tune in tomorrow. It should be a yes. randy old time. Yep. And I'm going to ask him what the most expensive thing he owns is. Yeah, yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's just <laughs> common courtesy, right? Of course. That's what you that's do what you when do. you talk to billionaires. Yeah. Tell, tell me about your yacht. Do you have a mm-hmm. yacht? I assume you yeah. have a yacht. Not uh, even, like, right. subtly drop the Venmo during the interview, just <laughs> lay it out there completely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to link to my Venmo here in case, you know, you feel like yep, making So, routing number is uh, 9277. <laughs> you know. All right, Matt, are you ready? I think so. I, well, it's it's been a while since we've done this, Will, since yeah. we have a, a victory podcast yep. especially like well, even a victory too that like just didn't feel weird you know like victory. the Nebraska game ah, it was a victory wait one, wait, but... wait wait a victory yeah hold on hmm I thought we were talking about Michigan State basketball losing to Michigan basketball this weekend that's that what we're doing right game, um well you're a few weeks early on that one you're few yeah you're tad early it's uh no that's gonna I, be later. I don't think so I mean no. I've seen I've seen a lot of tweets from Michigan fans directed at Michigan State yeah. fans. Yeah. So I'm assuming they beat Michigan State this weekend, right? They must have. Um, I got I got that game down for March 4th and March 7th. You could be right, though, I guess. Well, that's, um, there was well, a lot that's of weird. Today. Yeah. That's weird. Why are people... Why, why would they do that, Matt? That's yeah, weird. That is, I could see where the confusion happens, though. Will. Yeah. I, I mean, I it, was just, it was um, just constant. You know, a lot of... A lot of crap talking from them directed just at Michigan State, so I don't I don't get it. 
Well, when you're playing your definite first rival in basketball, mm. 100%, no, no doubt, absolutely yeah. just despise them. You, you naturally talk about your second rival. Well, that's just how rivalries work. That's how a team not living rent-free in your head works, Will. You, you, should, under, you should understand this by now. By now, so, it should be understood. So Michigan State didn't play Michigan this weekend. Negative, Will. I, I, oh. I saw our Spartans take on the Hoosiers of oh. the state of Indiana, atoning for their... 2018 to 2020 sins. Uh, riddle me that, how Indiana beats the Cassius, the Tillmans, uh, all those teams, and then absolutely lays a dud to, to this one. With their with their tournament hopes on the line, too. Like, let's, <laughs> let's not lose sight here. That, that's, that's a really bad loss for Indiana now. But uh, <laughs> We are atoning for our sins, aren't we, Hoosiers? That's right, Archie. That's right. Good old Archie. You can always count on him to just... Do exactly what Indiana fans don't want him to do. Uh, he, he's never on schedule with it, but he's always on time with it. Mm-hmm. He he is an on time Archie. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, I uh, I so I missed the first half of that game, Matt. Thought you know it was what? at two. Thought it was at two p.m. I was out walking the, the dog yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Sure. Checked the old phone and was like, "Oh my god, Michigan State's losing seven nothing." <laughs> Of the halves to miss, that's the one that you're going to want to miss. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, my brother, he was a very busy person on Saturday. He said he watched the first four minutes of the first half and the last five minutes of the second half. Like, what a completely insane juxtaposition of two, like, five-minute increments to watch on on Saturday. That's a a tale of two completely different borderline sports at that point. Um, Yeah, man. Like, (laughs) Well, let's, let's start by asking just, like, a broad macro question, okay? Uh, I could give you a broad answer, yeah. Yeah, does this matter at all? Listen, like, it it was nice to feel something on Saturday. It was sure. great to see them win the way they did, especially, too. I mean, you know, whether it be um, the mental aspect of being down 10 in the second half and still coming back on the road, or just, hey, that was a nice little small ball lineup they had. Hey, Rocket looked pretty damn good in the second half. Hey, Gabe, Josh, Aaron Henry, the whole gang's here. This is great. Um... And then, Will, let me mm-hmm. just dump the bucket of cold water right now. I want to get this out oh, of the way. We're gonna, okay. This is going to be a happy victory podcast. Um, we still have issues that aren't fixed. I'm sorry. I'm going to make this very quick because I don't want to be Debbie Downer for too long. Uh, Joey Hauser is becoming borderline unplayable at, mm-hmm. at this point. He, yes. uh, whether it be on defense or on offense, yikes. Uh, MSU still had 14 turnovers. Mm-hmm. A lot of them kind of lazy. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis still had 34 points, uh, and he you did. got Coburn, Trace Jackson Davis again, and then Hunter Dickinson twice to end the season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, listen, they have some glaring errors that did not get solved. So, am I too excited? No, we're not back in the tournament yet. I don't even think we're back in the bubble conversation. I think one yeah. more win against Illinois or Ohio State gets you back at least in the hay they could reach the last four out. So, I don't know. It's, it's like small kindling that hopefully sparks a nice little forest fire in East Lansing. A uh, metaphorical one, of course. <laughs> but, um, no, like, I, I, I can't get too excited with the the, lawn, the big picture, if, if you will, here, uh, okay. Mr. Hunter. Yeah. I think it matters a little bit. I like I'm, hearing that. I'm like, okay. my curiosity has peaked just a teensy bit. Here's why. Please. What do these games have in common? Well, you know, yeah, these games. What do all these games have in common? Mm-hmm. Purdue loss, Rutgers loss, Ohio State loss, Iowa loss, Nebraska win, Penn State win, Iowa loss, Purdue loss. 
what are those games like as a through line? And you may not get this right. That's fine. As a through line, what can you find common in all those games? Actually, I'm going to get rid of Iowa, the first Iowa loss at Iowa. The other ones, what do they have in common? Wins and losses, Matt. Okay, internet cut out for a little bit, so I only heard half of the teams, but I'm going to guess. Uh, all the games all, since Purdue. All not horrible losses. No, I, I mean, that, that's, that's, the, too easy of that's the opposite, yeah. Matt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? The internet cutting out really hampered us there. I'm just going to say Did it, though. I don't know. It, 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 I probably would have trotted out that answer anyway. <laughs> since the Rutgers win on January 5th, Michigan State hasn't won a game where they looked good for like a long stretch, mm-hmm. where they played good basketball. And they frankly, outside of the Iowa, the first Iowa loss, they have played almost no good basketball since that win against Rutgers. Like the Purdue game, disastrous basketball. Rutgers, we don't even have to get into that. At Ohio State, they were terrible. Showed up, played well against Iowa on the road. Uh, just kind of out, got outgunned there. We're just awful against Nebraska in the home win. We're bad against Penn State. Good defensively, but like a nightmare on offense. Other Iowa game, disaster. They were not good against Purdue. They were so sloppy. This game, yes, the first 10 minutes or so were ugly as hell. Mm-hmm. But the 30 minutes after that, for the most part, Michigan State was playing pretty damn good basketball. Like their offense, Matt, Based on just the second half, because the first half, we know the offense was 26 points, like 10 turnover, like turnover percentage was way up. They were missing all their shots. It was a terrible first half on offense. Based on just that second half, Matt, they went from the number 100 offense in Ken Palm all the way up to 86th. One, wow. Okay, one, yeah, one half of basketball moved them up 14 spots. Hey, no. Okay. All right. We, we like that. So... That's pretty sizable, and it's not like a fluky thing, man. They or it, it's not a fluky jump, I should say, because it, it could be a fluky result. That jump is not a fluky jump because they scored fifty-two points in a half. They had very few turnovers. Second half, they were offensive rebounding. They were making shots. They were just really good on offense for a half, and that jumped them up way high. Just one half, and it like we don't know if it's sustainable. Certainly. But for 25, 30 minutes, they played some really good, not not just like okay or solid, like really, really good offensive basketball. I mean, listen, like Rocket actually, he, would you say that was the best half he's had in the year 2021? Yes. I mean, that goes without saying, right? I mean, yep. he looks solid between the three-pointer, the find to Josh Lankford at the end, yep. the floater. Like, yep. when he's cooking, that's awesome. Not going to get too excited about it because it is just 20 minutes, but, like, man, yes. that was just awesome to see. Yep. One thing I am a little worried about, though, is a big reason for the offense was Gabe Brown played awesome. But mm-hmm. how many times have we seen Gabe Brown play awesome and then be invisible the next two or three, maybe even four games? Like, listen, hey, if we can get this yeah. Gabe Brown all the time, my God, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I will get excited. Sure, that's awesome. But we've seen it time and time again where it's, okay, hey, <laughs> dope, but then just goes – kind of a way so i i have three sections in front of me what was great what isn't fixed which we already got to earlier and then just worried about i, I have mm-hmm. the gabe brown thing and also really we don't have to hash the this too uh roughly um 
but Hall getting benched after three minutes. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's not allowed to make mistakes that everyone else is seemingly allowed to make and play extended minutes, but I, I digress, whatever. I, maybe that won't be a long-term thing, so. Yeah, one thing to note, well, you know what? Well, we got to go to a break. Let's go to a break. We'll come yeah, back. I want right. to I want to pick up with a Gabe Brown thing that I just, I've got, just running through his career game logs because I think it's actually really interesting and, sure. and noteworthy. First word from Bad Online. Dot A-G. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Seriously, like go check it out. Some of them are absolutely insane. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's one word, LOCKDOWN, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Burkowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories in sports with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I'm going to just do a real quick thing on Gabe Brown, Matt. Mm-hmm. And then I want to get to another point that I was kind of leading to in that segment about lineups because I think awesome. it's really important. Okay. So Gabe Brown played 29 minutes, had an offensive rating of 153, 14 Whoa. points, four of eight from three. Yeah. Four rebounds. Um, was great. 14 points, four rebounds, took 11 shots, hit half of his threes, was really great. Okay, so like you said, that's not something we've been able to consistently count on Gabe Brown for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like he shot it well against Iowa as well and has had some double-digit scoring nights. But I was going through his game logs, and I noticed something that's not a lock-solid trend, but I think it's interesting. So 29 minutes there. That's the second most he's played this season behind 30 minutes against Detroit. And this could be um, like a chicken or the egg scenario, certainly. 30 minutes against Detroit, offensive rating of 154, 16 points, 4 of 6 from 3. Took 9 total shots to score those 60 points. Last year, all right? Mm -hmm. Here, we got uh, 27 minutes against Indiana, offensive rating of 156, 10 points on 6 shots, 26 minutes against Minnesota, 110 offensive rating, 7 points on 6 shots, 6 rebounds to go with that. So not outstanding, but still good. 33 minutes against Wisconsin, 171 offensive rating, 13 points on 5 shots. A couple games before that, 35 minutes against Minnesota, 132 offensive rating. Uh, Let's see, 36 minutes against Northwestern, 158 offensive rating, double-digit scoring as well. 34 minutes against Rutgers before that 134 offensive rating so the I'm just like going through 28 against Charleston Southern 143 offensive rating it's not perfect Matt Mm -hmm. because there are games where he has 20 minutes and and does really well Um, I'm hard-pressed to find a game like there's one two a couple here or there like throughout his career where he plays 27 28 29 30 minutes and isn't really good um and that certainly could be hey Gabe's playing well we're gonna leave him on the floor right right yeah but also I think there could be something too like Gabe Brown needs to be on the floor 
in order to play good. Like he's <gasps> not, he's not. Um, hey, go in for two minutes here, go in for a minute there. Like he's got to get into the game, get engaged. He's certainly like he plays an emotional style of basketball. Yes, like he is a very high energy person, and it goes up and down a lot. I think that's pretty fair to say just about him in terms of how he's feeling. And you could like you could see it like, hey, Gabe is absolutely confident, feeling awesome right now, feeling good about his chances tonight, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a player that probably more than any other player on the team that you can see the ebbs and the flows, the ups and the downs. I don't know. I mean, there might be something too like, hey, if Gabe Brown's on the floor for eight minutes – He's going to get fired up. He's going to be excited. He's going to get into the flow of the game, and that's going to help him get into a rhythm. No, that's an interesting point you're bringing up, too, and it kind of reminds me of, this is uh, just not a verbatim quote from Izzo, but it was something along the lines of that we just need to get Gabe more aggressive. And I think that maybe those low-minute games are more of a factor of him just looking timid to start the games and being could like, be. okay, well, this isn't Gabe's night. But, yeah, like, yeah. I remember Izzo kind of made that a point. I think it was last year. I, it could have been his freshman year, but I, I believe it was his sophomore year. And, yeah, like, he challenged Gabe to just step up. I mean, do, do some more cutting, uh, try to um, dunk someone through the rim uh, on occasion, which would be great. But, yeah, like, I mean, he definitely looked more active. Just like you said, uh, emotional player. For better or for worse, like, honestly, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, when it works out for the for better side, you get a 14-point performance on the road. But when it's for worse, it's like, okay, like, mm, like 14 minutes, 12-2 shooting, yeah, one rebound, that, that's it. You kind of forget he's on the court. Um, yeah, which has happened half a dozen times this year. Yeah, right, right. Um, but he's also had game, like, against Oakland, he only played 18 minutes, took uh, nine total shots, and scored 20 points. So yeah. Probably the best game of his career. In very limited time. I think, you know, there are certainly, there's evidence of that, but there's a lot of low minutes, low offensive rating, missed shots. And again, we don't know if it's a chicken or the egg thing, but I'd be willing to bet him more than, you know, a lot of people on this team. It's like, he needs to be in there. He needs to get into the flow of the game. He needs rhythm he's a rhythm player he's an emotion player he's not just like mm-hmm. he's not a microwave scorer you pop him in there and he heats up quick right, right. It's, it's like he he's like a almost like a role player but you got to play him almost starters minutes so that kind of leads me to like is that where you're gonna go with this lineup talk is that what you want to see happen with Gabe do you want to see him inserted right in that starting five um in this final six or seven kind right of? if we're uh getting good uh stretch of games here Kind of. So let me just, this is from Andrew Heisinga on Twitter, uh, A underscore Zinger. He uh, posts really nice plus minus breakdowns and then has like season long stuff. Um, Timeline information. It's really, it's outstanding. Yeah, it really is. um, Against Indiana, Michigan State used 12 different lineups. That is half. Of what they normally do. They usually get there before the under-12 timeout in the first yes. half, right? Yes. Um, even this late in the season, it's not uncommon for Michigan State to trot out a handful of lineups in a game that have never been used once mm-hmm. in the season prior to that. Um, what we saw against Indiana was, for the first time this season, um, a concerted effort to leave the same like four guys on the floor and then work in one, two, three other guys as a six, seven-man rotation. It was like, great. It was awesome. 
Yeah, and that is, like, we honestly have not seen that at all. At all. And that, you know, Izzo is someone who will eventually, like, rely on his starters, but it's not a traditional, okay, the starters go in, work a couple out, bring in some bench guys, okay, full bench, bring some starters back in, and then the starters, like, close it all out. So the starters end up playing a lot together in a lot of minutes. It's always kind of a scattershot (laughs) thing. Right. but eventually they kind of settle on a group, right? And I think maybe they just did kind of a core four of Brown, Langford, Watts, Henry, and then whatever you're feeling at center. Mm-hmm. You know, Kith- Kithier was having a really good game and playing awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so extend Kithier's minutes in that one. See if you work in a little bit of Bingham, work in a little bit of Madi because Marble's in foul trouble. Yeah. Maybe against uh, Coburn, like Kithier is fed to the wolves against Coburn. So you're going to try to go Bingham because he's got length and has given him troubles before. And Sissoko can match up with a little bit with him physicality-wise. Uh, and maybe Marble can too. You kind of, you know, you mix and match. You see who's got the hot hand at center. One of those four has to have a good matchup, has to be playing well. Like one of those four can be useful with those four guys, Brown, Langford, Watts, Henry. And that's your core kind of six, seven man group. And you occasionally work in Hogard. You occasionally work in Hall. You occasionally work in Hauser, depending on game flow, whatever's going on. But like Matt. Yeah. They can't lose anymore. Right. It's not time to figure out the rotation it's not time to like allocate minutes to make sure everyone's got a smile on their face no that that time should have ended in january but here we are now um yeah correct um yeah no i i like everything you're saying i I think it's very hard to argue against it for sure and yeah the center could be a revolving door it's it's a hot Mm -hmm. hand of sorts and hey let's let's say you don't have a hot hand do you know what you do have you have five mm-hmm. fouls. You come to the game with five fouls. And also, sidebar, uh, shout out to Julius Marble with the uh, honorary Gavin Schilling uh, four fouls in five <laughs> minutes game. That was a dynamite performance out there. Just two fouls before the under-16 timeout. Loved seeing that. Haven't seen that in a hot minute. Um, yeah, that was kind of a bummer that um, he finally gets a start, and that's yeah. that's how it kind of went for him. Hopefully he gets another chance at that because uh don't really like that to be the sample size that we have to take from him, but um, eh, that's what it is, and it turned into a win anyway. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that is probably your lineup um, in order at the four of Gabe Hall and then... We need to have a Howard's discussion soon, I think. Um, yeah. It's 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 not going well, and I don't know what's shakier, the offensive end or the defensive end, because it is an automatic two points whenever he's posted up, and it is seemingly starting to become an instant turnover whenever he's got the ball in his hands, or just a, a, a clickety-clank from three-point mm-hmm. land. Which sucks, God! I don't want him to see him. I don't want to see him like this because, well, I thought he'd be the team MVP heading into the year. But well, um, I think I'm just gonna eat a big old L on that one because that th- things have have gone south um, for Mister Joey Hauser, unfortunately. But hey, Gabe Brown, you stepped up. You could play uh-huh. four, bud. Come on. It's um, it's it's really it's it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Oh, yeah. It sucks because oh, yeah. he's totally just like lost 
any sense of confidence. Um, Dude, he he looks like me out there, man. Like yeah. he looks like it's it's like I feel bad because a it really screws the team over. You're gonna yeah. need a solid player at the four, but it, just like from a person standpoint, man, like he he looks like he'd rather be anywhere else in the entire world than a court sometimes yeah. because like. Listen, he's not an idiot. He knows this isn't going well. He knows this isn't the season he thought he'd have. I mean, this yep. this has been a complete disaster of a, of a year ever since Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's really tough, and I feel for him. I hope an off season can sort of help refresh him. I don't really have any like. I'm not thinking that he's going to be rebounding into form here just randomly. Like maybe with limited minutes, he can pick and choose spots and come in and hit a big shot and and find maybe get rolling and, and get some extended run. But I guess I, I don't know what you do with them. Right. Yeah, it's really tough. No, you, you, you yeah. well go back to what we were talking last week. You just got to get him a ticket to Cancun, Mexico. Have him spend a <laughs> month down there, no basketball in sight, and just do a mental reset, man. I mean, yep. But. Uh, Gabe, thanks for playing. Thanks for showing up, Gabe. That was uh, quite the performance you had there, bud. Matt, I have some um, insane and unsustainable numbers. Do you want them now? Do you want them now? Let's do them after a break. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, we'll we'll do that. I'm going to come back from the break with some insane and unsustainable numbers. But first, a word from Bill Parr. Bill Parr! Had the coconut chocolate chunk today uh, for a workout. It was great. Banger, banger. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious, Matt. They have 18 amazing flavors that are just steady in rotation, and like you said, they're always working in new ones like the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar. That was so hard, Will. That was actually like just my entire lunch today was just that bar. Um, Got the job done. They absolutely slap. Some of our favorites, Caramel Brownie, Carrot Cake is mine. (laughs) Mint brownie, toffee, almond, peanut butter, brownie. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they're not just delicious on your taste buds, Matt. They are delicious on your body. Body! They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for a keto diet, Matt. That's a fun fact, Will. Yeah, fun fact. trying to get healthy in this year. Great for a keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. One word, LOCKDOWN. And you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson. Every Monday through Friday, Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday in the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Okay, Matt. All right, well, hit me with the numbers, man. This is, yep. uh, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. So I've got in front of me the lineup data for Michigan State lineups that are Rocket Watts, Josh Langford, Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, those four, and then I've got Kithier, and I've got Bingham in there as well. Okay, so two sample sizes. Or, yes, actually, and I got Sissoko too. So I got those four with each three center. They have not played together with Julius Marble because he got into foul trouble, and this is not a common lineup, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to start with Watts, Langford, Henry, Brown, and Kithier. Okay. Their adjusted points per 100 possessions, Matt. Do you want to take a guess 
No, because I don't even know like what a good number would be to be to, um, <laughs> to keep it a stack. Sure, um, uh, 130 points per 100 possession would per 100 possessions adjusted mm-hmm. is like is beyond elite. The, uh, is is incredible. Here, let me. I'll pull up. Uh, actually, I got it open right now. Uh, da 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 da. Iowa's as a team is 127.2. Uh, okay okay got it got it got it got it yep. for the season right mm-hmm. and that's the i think second or third best number ever since 2002 i i believe that yeah okay so give me a guess 128 with kithier in the lineup is this just for the indiana game? 128 no this this is so they've only like that played, lineup but with just kit yeah got yeah it, got it, got it, yep got it, yep got it. yep and they've only played 15 possessions on offense so yeah, give me give me one twenty eight. I'm just gonna go with a limited okay. number here. Sure, to start. Sure. All yeah. right. No, that's totally fine. Uh, the correct answer is two hundred and twenty eight point seven. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. That would have taken me a few guesses to, to, to get <laughs> that lineup. So fifteen possessions on offense, fourteen oh, uh, possessions on defense. Matt, that lineup has a net rating over those fourteen and a half possessions of a hundred and twenty two point seven. A net. Yes. Rating, they score two hundred and six point seven points per one hundred possessions. Matt, that's okay. I'll call that efficient. Well, that's all right. They are shooting. They are shooting an effective field goal percentage of eighty five point three zero turnovers, seventy five percent offensive rebounding rate, seventy five percent from three, seventy seven percent from two, one hundred percent from the mid range. On two and seventy percent from two around the rim. We over the last week have unintentionally morphed into like a Thomas Kithier uh, defendant <laughs> podcast, a, a apologist podcast. So, okay, so Bingham, the lineups with Bingham are the same except for fourteen on offense, fifteen on defense. Matt, would okay. you like to guess the net rating for that lineup? It can't be that great, like one hundred and forty, which is still an insane number, but. 120 no not offensive efficiency the net rating oh yeah the other lineup had you know we'll start with offense so you said 140 they are 150 matt okay that's still absolutely bananas okay yeah (laughs) that's it and the other lineup had a net rating of 122.7 guess the net rating for this one 122.7 um 107.9 way off 59.8 which is still insane okay i've got it (laughs) yeah um, I'm just throwing numbers at the microphone. Yeah, at this I know point. You are. This is this is a, a, a waste of time. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt, it's an incredibly tiny sample size, D- dude. When you said insane, unsustainable <laughs> numbers, I, I thought this is, that that doesn't do it justice to what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> but they were outstanding against Indiana. That's they were historical phenomenal. against Indiana. <laughs> They've yeah, also man. played that lineup um, six possessions on defense mm-hmm. with Maddie Sissoko yeah. uh, as the center. Guess what their defensive adjusted points per 100 is? I will tell you the very best defense in college basketball is Loyola Chicago at 86.8. Hey, Sister Jean, one time, locking it down in the They're paint. They're good, man. Um, they are a good team. Yeah, they are. They are. Won some money off of them this year. Um, there you go. So eighty, what did I just say? Eighty-six point eight is the best in college basketball this year. Give me a smooth sixty-five point nine. Smooth oh, sixty-five point nine. Close sixty point five. Even lower. That's unbelievable. I'm gonna I'm gonna overshoot and or undershoot one of these uh, one day. <laughs> one day. 
I do have some numbers with uh, Hauser at the five, and they all come from the Purdue game. Do you want to guess those? Okay. Um, net rating, 13. Negative 55.8. How is that even possible? Okay. <laughs> they, lose, they lose by 55.8. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I, 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 I meant to say negative 13, but here we are. Even that would have yeah. been a, complete, a wildly <laughs> far off answer. Yeah, and them those four with Malik Hall's minus one hundred one point two in the net rating, but uh, only played a few possessions there. Well, no, that Malik, baby, don't worry about it. We'll we'll, we'll edit that part uh, out of the podcast. Yeah. So, I want to see more. Sh- sure, sure, yeah, yeah. As as do I. I I, I do, but I don't. I mean, that, that's a very fun number to have. Uh, just hanging oh, I, out there. <laughs> it is. It's like I don't want to ruin that, but like. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Maybe that's an actual group, those four, and rotate in at center and work in some other guys for brief rest here and there. Because Aaron Henry, not going to be able to play 40 minutes uh, three times a week for the next two weeks. No, and if he does, like he should just be a triathlete at that point. Like, yeah. Just get him in the yeah. U.S. marathon team so, for Tokyo. We're going to have to take him off the floor, but God, you may have, I don't know, lucked into something here. You may have accidentally stumbled upon your best five. I know. I know. I should be excited about this, but like, I just can't get out of my head that, yeah, you, you did it, but at the 11th hour, basically. Oh, yeah. You know why they call it the 11th hour, Will? Because there's, there's, there's one more, more hour. hour. Is, 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 is that why they have that saying? Yeah, there, there's another hour. Yeah. There's another hour, indeed. All right. I've got a lot, a lot of questions about net rating, Matt. Yeah. And I would like to address all of them right now. Please do. So Michigan State's 81st in the net, and if you look at it, like I posted a picture of them uh, compared to NC State, and NC State's right above them in the net. Michigan State has a better record. Uh, their road record is slightly Ohio or NC State's three and five, MSU's three and six. So push. Um, Michigan State's way better at home. Michigan State is three and eight against quad one. NC State's zero and six. NC State is two and two in quad two. MSU is two and one. MSU is undefeated in quads three and four. NC State has a quad four loss. NC State has worse advanced numbers than Michigan State yet, and an easier schedule. And yet they are ranked one spot ahead of Michigan State in the net. That's awesome. I yeah. just love hearing that. That's yeah. So tickles me. Thank you. A lot of people are like, "What the hell? Why are why is Michigan State still so far back?" I don't know. <laughs> I okay, I was going like, to say, you're going to be a wizard here if you can give us an answer, but okay. So a lot of things go into the net. Um, we know the quad system. We've gotten familiar with that. Road wins are more important. Road wins are, road wins are weighted. They adjust wins. You get more, win, more points for wins on the road, and you lose extra points for losses at home. It's like 1.6 losses per home loss. Okay? I see. Okay. So that's a thing to pay attention to. But Michigan State just won on the road and is 8-3 and three at home, which is not great, but nothing to shake a stick at, I guess. Yeah, um, stick shaking. They have an okay strength of schedule right now that's going to become really good by the time the end of the season because they have a gauntlet coming up. Oh, yeah. Two, oh, yeah. Yeah. Illinois, Ohio State, two games against Michigan, road game Maryland, road uh, home game Indiana. So all quad one games. Um left in the season. So plenty of chances to uh, add on to the quad one thing. Their advanced numbers aren't great, right? They're like 65th in Ken Palm. They're kind of around that range. Um, 
and all the other ones. So compared to a tournament team that's going to be like 30s, 40s, 50s, like a bubble team, they're just kind of lacking in that. I can't really find reason as to why they're 81st. It feels like they should be in like the mid-60s, which would make more sense, but they're 81st. And I don't know. I mean, they if they factor in, they do factor in margin of victory and loss into the net, which Michigan State's gotten their asses kicked a few times this year, but they cap it at 10 points. So if you lose by 30, yeah, if you lose by 30 or 25 or 20 or 17, it's a 10-point loss in the eyes of the net. Dude, so. I don't know, man. Like, listen, if if you can't figure it out, like you you think you really think the next person that would know it is me? Like, no, I'm not. I'm just like I. Oh no, I know you're not counting yeah. on me for an answer. But people, um, people ask. No, it's a great question. It's honestly a fantastic and very um, topical question, so. no doubt. Um, I I can't help you, especially if Will can't help you. So, so I I would say Kevin. Oh, excuse me, Kevin Palga has said sometimes the net takes time to normalize. It's a weird year, weird schedule. Colgate is still, like, 13th in the net. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) Fire up, Colgate. Let's go. (laughs) By the end of the season, I think they will move up just by virtue of their schedule strength getting so much better. we got to remember, like, their their non-con in the eyes of the net is pretty trash. Duke might get better, and... Duke is ah, now a nice Duke's, little win over Duke's Virginia. a quad one win. Duke <laughs> is a quad right. one win. They went on the road and beat Duke, and Duke is like right on the borderline. And I think they're going to trend and keep getting better. So that'll stay a quad one win. So that'll help. Notre Dame played better of late. That'll help as they're like 65th in the net somehow. <laughs> it's just, yeah. By the end of the season, I think it'll make sense and they'll keep like they won one game and moved up 10 spots. You know? There, there, win, there's opportunity. Yeah, well, win yes. win three more games, and you could probably move up like thirty spots. Hey, three and three gets you at fourteen and twelve, eight and twelve in the Big Ten going into you're the Big right Ten there. tournament. Yep. That's yep, and you're right there. I know, and and you're also playing on Thursday, not Wednesday, uh, ideally. Yep. If Michigan State goes three and three the rest of the way, yeah. they will have six quad one wins at least. Depending on what Penn State does, I don't think Penn State's going to get back up to a point where there'll be a quad one win again. Right. Um, but Michigan State has Duke, Rutgers, and now Indiana. They would add three more. Six quad one wins would be, I don't know, like 15th in the country, something like that. That'd be nice. But, oh, man. It, and it just sounds so easy. Like, oh, hey, three and three. But, man, I mean, hey, I, oh, I, I, I know we're feeling great after that week. And that was an awesome win. Yeah. Still tough to find three games I'm feeling pretty good about uh, left on the schedule. Once oh, again, th- there are no games I'm feeling pretty good about left on the schedule. That's kind of what I was alluding to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sh- should have won that home Purdue game earlier this season. I feel a lot better about just life oh, in general at that point. Um, if they won that Purdue game and they won that Northwestern game, they're a seven seed right now. Uh, I Yeah. You know, and here's a take that I'm going to go down swinging with. That that Virginia game getting canceled, dagger. Just dagger. A, an absolute dagger. Team yep. was rolling at that point. Yep. Virginia was not playing all that great yet. Joe, Joey Hauser didn't realize it. Like, he's not good at that, at that point. Like, it was yep. uh, just blissfully yep. unaware of how much he gets scored on in the paints. Oh, yep. It would have yep. been yep. pain. Just pain, Will. Can we get that game back? It still says postponed on the MSC website. Can we get that game 
Back no. on the... I don't know if I want it back in the books, actually. I... No, I don't want it on the books. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked On Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with Matt Ishbia. Yeah, And right. we will uh, talk some football things because Matt, Michigan yeah. State, got a new player. Yeah, sure did. That's right. Yeah, and he had a great IG caption to uh, announce <laughs> it, exactly what we wanted to see. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with that. Rate, Sprinkle on some uh, Illinois preview, too. Oh, God. I Yeah, we have to. <laughs> Frick, dude, this... <sighs> this stuff oh. is sneaking up on me now. It's it's every single day is a preview, preview, preview. Yeah, we'll do a segment yeah. of Illinois preview too. Well, we'll get to Ben Van Summer in um, June sixteenth. Circle the day in your calendar for that one. Yeah, God. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Matt, take us home. Poor Will just died and talk about football, man. <laughs> I do. Um, all right, trivia. Hey, here's some football, Will. Uh, in 2012, who was the running back that Jeremy Lankford served as the backup to at Michigan State? Le'Veon Bell? Uh, it, it, yes. If you're wondering if it's that easy, well, it, it is that easy. Yes, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, who had 800 touches, 5,689 yards in the 2012 season. All right, guys. Go green. Go green. Go green. <laughs>